Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. This is the second to last episode for 2021 and it's been a fantastic journey before we take a break and come back later in January. Enjoy! Last week, I asked you about the features you wish your learning management system had that it doesn't. Check out the social streams for more. Some of the things that you told me about via social and directly into us via our channels were built-in professional learning, appraisal systems, an HR system that integrated into your learning management system, in-depth data analysis and graphing, better parent communication, and self-marking assessments that are not just multi-choice. This week, I wanted to ask about what creation-based tools you use to increase creativity among learners in your class or school. I love seeing new tools and exploring how they work in different contexts. Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Creaser. Creaser is a digital learning tool that enables students to work with different subjects and topics by creating mind maps, presentations, comic strips, movies, and audio productions. Creaser enables you to easily create amazing cartoons, videos, podcasts, mind maps, and presentations, all in their web-based platform. Creaser has three elements and tools, Cartoonist, Mindomo, and Audio Editor. Cartoonist enables you to easily create amazing cartoons, videos, digital stories with backgrounds, characters, props, text, images, video clips, narration, and music. You can combine Cartoonist's built-in content with your own uploaded files and recorded audio. The second element is Mindomo. It lets you create mind maps and presentations with text, links, images, videos, and audio. You can combine content from the web with Mindomo's built-in library and your own uploaded files. It's also possible to collaborate in real time, which is a feature that I particularly love. The third feature is Audio Editor. It allows you to create exciting podcasts and audio mixes. The tool contains hundreds of audio clips, music, as well as sound effects. These can be combined with audio recordings and your own uploaded audio files. I've started exploring this, and I think it could be a really exciting place to pique the interest of young learners in the world of podcasts. I actually like the idea of embedding this into inquiry-based or project-based learning experiences as a tool to demonstrate and show learning. There are just so many possibilities. In addition, Creaser also contains hundreds of ready-made activities related to different subjects and topics. Teachers can easily assign activities to their students, follow their work, comment and give feedback along the way. It's a great way to embed assessment tasks in a creation-based classroom. 
While there's an opportunity to try before you buy, it's hardly going to break the bank at only 300 US dollars per classroom per year, making it about 10 to 15 dollars per student per year, or a dollar per student per month. I highly recommend that you take a look at creaser.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about learning management systems. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about creation-based tools and how to encourage creativity over consumption using technology in our classrooms. I often talk about the power of creation over consumption in the work that I do with schools, but we often forget to talk about the impact the creation has on our young learners, and for that matter, on ourselves as adult learners. Technology allows us the unique opportunity to create and make, and of course, push boundaries. It allows us the chance to do things that were previously inconceivable in the learning process. When we look at the SAMA model by Ruben Putendera, we think about the M and the R and how we can modify and redefine the learning experience by using a tech tool to change that experience to be something more than what it was before. For me, the tech tools that allow this are the ones I want to see used in classrooms, ones that have distinguishable whys. Why are you doing this? If you can justify that with learners in your classroom, use it. And today, I wanted to share my favorite five tech tools that encourage modification and redefinition and creativity in the classroom. They're easy to justify, and as always, I'd love to hear your favorites too. My top five creation tools that allow us to redefine the experience for learners are Number one, Flipgrid. If students could use a little more FaceTime, Flipgrid is an excellent way to bring it into your classroom, virtually or anyway. It's a secure platform that allows students and teachers to record video responses, discussions, presentations, performances, and any other video content. It allows them to make, create, and share at the touch of a button, and provides rich data insights and engagement tools. Best of all, it's free. Number two, Nearpod. Nearpod is one of my favorites. It's an online tool that allows teachers to use slide-based teaching both in the classroom and remotely thanks to a hybrid layout. Teachers can create lots of different interactive learning resources that allow students to engage and learn via their device or a single screen in the room. I love that it allows teachers to create and model this process, and by using Nearpod lessons with your class, it provides the opportunity to give instant and immediate feedback to your learners. I love using Nearpod with student learners and with adult learners frequently as well. Number three, Storybird. Kids preschool age and up can use Storybird to bring their amazing stories and other creative writing to life. From picture books and comics to poetry and novels, Storybird allows students' voices to shine and be shared. I've seen learners of all ages make and create in Storybird, and it's always inspiring to see their creations. I highly recommend you check it out. Number four, Seesaw. Seesaw is a tool that I've used for many years in many schools that I've worked in as a way of engaging students in the learning process and sharing learning to their families. Seesaw is a platform for student engagement. Teachers can empower students to create, reflect, share, and collaborate. Students show what they know using photos, videos, drawing, text, PDFs, links, and so much more. It's simple to get student work in one place and share with families, and nothing is shared without teacher approval. Redefinition is possible in Seesaw, and best yet, it's super simple to use. 
And number five, whiteboard.chat. Whiteboard.chat is a free digital whiteboard that allows you to create, share, collaborate, and monitor your students' learning experience. Being free, the company listens, and they work so hard to bring new features that educators want and need. They are truly redefining the learning experience in this space and providing ways for educators to become the creators of learning experiences that redefine learning. Students can demonstrate their understanding and share their constructions through many different creative mediums. It's worthwhile exploring and trying it, no matter what age learners you work with. I'm always curious to hear what tools you use in your classroom that modify and redefine the learning experience and provide the opportunity for learners to create. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Summer Howarth. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Summer Howarth, who you may know as at EduSum on Twitter, with over 15,000 followers. Summer is a learner experience designer and a self-proclaimed boss of Eventful Learning based in Australia and supporting schools in their learning journeys. Summer and I have been connected for many years now, and I'm constantly inspired by her positivity and the learning experiences she creates and leads in schools globally. Summer, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I sure am, Craig. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Sure. So currently, um, as you said, boss of the Eventful Learning Company, and we design great learning, essentially, and that's in strategy, events, experiences, content. So it's kind of, you know, a bit of a jack of all trades at the moment. And what inspires me right now to do what I'm doing is seeing people come alive when they're able to kind of get back together for different experiences and even trying things online to collaborate. It's just really fun to see ideas pushed forward and put into action. I think just clever people getting together. It's always inspiring, but it's inspiring right now when it's been a really long few years. Totally. And, you know, chatting before we we hit record on this, one of the things that struck me was, you know, every time I chat to you, the positivity runs through, you know, it really does inspire me to hear the things that you're doing. And I know that you have that impact with people face-to-face as well. And and when we were planning to chat on this interview, uh, one of the things you said to me was that you are not an ed tech guru. Uh, and that I, I loved that and I loved hearing that. And you've told me that. And it's one of the reasons why I think it's important to have your voice in here as well. What's your best advice, Summer, for educators from your perspective when it comes to the use of ed tech in their classrooms? Mm, great question. And Yes, I had I had ducked and done a little weave around your um, podcast for such a long time thinking, no, EdTech is not my jam. And I guess 2020 said EdTech better get to be your jam pretty quickly. And I, I've, I've always, I've actually always been a first adopter, which um, I was really reflecting on this. And I think in terms of that, my best advice is actually give it a go. Trust the, the tech in a lot of ways and get your own favorite suite of tools. 
There's so much out there that I've really carefully curated a particular tool for a particular use and it's only on rare occasions that I'll probably explore, you know, other tools for other uses as well. So that would probably be my best advice on that. Go just get into it, but curate your own ed tech, whether that be hardware, software, apps, platforms, whatever that might be. I think it's great advice, Summer. It really is. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about your role, the work that you do, but what's your next big goal in your career? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't been able to do yet? You know, Craig, I think right now it's a zero inbox. (laughs) (laughs) I have not been able to achieve that for a while just with, with the pace of remote work and COVID. But look, I think honestly, um, the next big goal would be to get a bit more involved in um, some regional or international policy. Been really involved in that at at particularly a state and territory level and that filters into what happens at those sort of national roundtables. But I'm very interested on a, a more global scale, what's kind of happening particularly with now we've really got some of that traction around universal primary education. What does a universal secondary education look like? And in that, what is a student voice choice and agency piece look like? We've seen some real success in that here in Australia. And so I think I never would have thought, but definitely it's it's policy um, at, a, at a next sort of scale for me. That's really cool to hear too. And I think that would be an incredibly powerful next step to take your your voice to the world too. And you touched earlier on, Summer, about um, the work that you do with Eventful Learning. Tell us a little bit more about your company now and the work that you do do with schools and organisations. Yeah, it's it's an interesting um, one in terms of kind of the schools and organisations and then systems. So I've got um, just a handful of schools that I do some great work with. I'm really lucky to be working really closely alongside Camberwell Girls Grammar School for quite a few years and we are sort of a strategic assistant um, in that space. I work alongside organisations like the Prince's Trust to deliver, design, facilitate some of their events and content and there's other organisations, you know, that work to support schools and students and teachers in what they do. And then there's the system level stuff. Um, so if, if I can point to something I'm working on right now, actually doing this podcast kind of in between texts and things of reorganising and redesigning, reshifting, um, in with the Northern Territory. So that's where I'm working at that territory-wide or that that statewide or jurisdiction-wide level. We're working on projects like the Northern Territory Learning Commission. We've been the the design and project partner and and facilitation and delivery partner um, for a few years and that continues to grow and scale. So we manage that project for and with the department. We then make, you know, some of those recommendations. Where does this fit in with system level narratives and and you know really work closely with general managers and and chief executives and and therefore the minister and so that's happening in a few states and territories as well so eventful learning i guess has become known for facilitating great experiences but also how we can sort of tie in and i guess broker some of the the outputs of that um into a, into a bit more of a policy side of things. I think that's where we're really growing into, which is really exciting. It is really exciting. And I think that, 
you know, the, the work that I see you and I see a lot of this being, you know, portrayed in social media and the sharing that goes out there and the energy that comes through, even your Twitter presence, Summer, is really exciting. I can only imagine uh, what that's like in person as well. And I've been lucky enough to do some work at, at Camberwell Girls Grammar as well. And uh, every single person that I come into touch with that talks about the work that you do, I've seen that in action and it's super positive to see it's super positive to to hear about it, but also to know that there's that transformation of learning that's happening because a lot of the professional learning that that happens nowadays misses and skips that transformation piece. And, and I've seen you in that work. Yeah, it's transactional, right? Absolutely, and it's exciting to see uh, that work change and adapt. So, congratulations for the work that you've done and continue to do as well. Ah. You know, that leads me into the, the transformational piece and something that we're trying to do at eduspark.world as well. And and you're a course creator at eduspark. I'd love to for you to share a little bit about the course that you have up at eduspark.world and what people would gain from learning with you in that space. Yeah, look, it's it's probably less of a linear course and more about my best tips and tricks for pulling great things out of teams you know often we we get blocked for all sorts of different reasons and I've been working in this sort of strategy development creative space for a while so what I created is a set of videos they're very much sort of a how-to it walks you through the why it walks you through the how walks you through the what so that you're able to take some of eventful's tips tricks and tools that we've developed alongside different um, clients and organizations that we've picked up along the way from different organizations, you know, that are just big sort of generic tools that people tend to use. But I created a whole set of how-to videos. So I really hope that people gain confidence in their own skills to facilitate conversations with their own team. I hope that people are able to build up their, you know, I guess their own toolkit in how they might utilize this even with students. All of those tools work really, really well with students as well. So I hope that they learn a little bit more about what it is um, that we do as well. Absolutely. Let's jump into some quick fire questions, Summer. The first thing that comes to your head and a brief why. Let's see how you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's been your hashtag one word for 2021? Certainty because there was a distinct lack of it and it became a bit of a mantra of mine, how might we design certainty into whatever we were doing um, that particular day? So certainty is my one word. Really, really thoughtful. And I'm curious, have you thought about what your next year's one word might be? What is your focus for 2022 or are you just, you know, playing each day as it comes? Yeah, I, I would probably say sustainability for 2022 um, in a whole range of ways. I think that as the world opens up, there's probably the fear of the snapback that, oh, we can get on a plane, we can use a thousand post-its, we can, you know, run our energies into the ground, all of that kind of thing. And I think sustainability will be an interesting one in the work we do, um, how we do the work and the kind of impact that we're having, you know, on outcomes, but also the planet. I love it. Very thoughtful. What's your favourite EdTech book or resource? Mm, At the moment, I think my favourite EdTech resource is Miro. I absolutely love Miro. Um, Chris Hart 
introduced it to me early on and I've been able, it's not necessarily an ed tech tool, but my goodness, I've done so much of education work with this tool, like a big online whiteboard, very easy for users to to get across um, quite quickly. So I think that that would definitely be my favorite resource. And, And in terms of a book, I always love you know thinking um about the third uh the third teacher i think it's a great one nice and what's your go-to ed tech tool that the listeners need to try i actually really love canva as well and i know that there's so many particularly primary school teachers that are creating some really great room resources on canva but it's a big time efficiency and that's what i love about it as an ed tech tool teachers, leaders, anyone working in education, if we can give them back more time, I would definitely say invest time up front in Canva and it will pay dividends down the track. Yeah, fantastic call out. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career, Summer? Um, look, I don't I'm I'm going to be upfront and say I don't know that it happens daily, but I will say frequently. Um, And it's always to kind of stop and have a look at what all the different people I'm working with are doing and find a way to kind of share that across any kind of platform or share that story with somebody else. So I think what helps me to progress and succeed and always has is being a little bit of a, a voice or a Lorax for the great work that is often trapped on site in schools or in organizations. So to really find ways to distill and share the great practices of people I work with um, is certainly a habit, frequent habit, yeah. And what's your favourite education-focused quote? Oh, it's got to be Rita Pearson, teaching and learning should bring joy. Nice. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Very cool to hear. Summer, you've given us so many nuggets of wisdom, exciting takeaways, uh, uh, things that that people are going to love to to learn and listen from you here with. What's the best way for listeners to follow and connect with you? Look, I think I I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Um, You know, it's a mixed bag, everything between what my neighbor's dog is doing and (laughs) what the OECD are thinking about girls' education in the future. So, you know, it's very much um, a tapestry of me. So I think Edu Sam, the other uh, would probably be Eventful Learning uh, on Instagram. We put up a lot of the different work that um, is coming out of different organisations. So that's a really nice sort of visual representation of what we're doing as well. So Eventful Learning on um, Instagram, you can look us up and edge you some on Twitter. Awesome. We'll make sure all of the links and things that you've shared today are in the podcast notes as well, Summer. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy a well-deserved break coming up uh, and I look forward to continue to follow and connect with you as well. Thanks. Keep doing the awesome things you're doing. Next week, join me for episode 76 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the brilliant Tonya Gilchrist. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away a seat in the EduSpark professional learning platform. To win, you needed to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winner has already been contacted directly by me, and it is Sarah Thompson. Congratulations, Sarah. This week, I'm giving away another seat in the EduSpark professional learning platform for one year of unlimited learning at eduspark.world. 
To win this prize, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 8th of December and the winner will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. Remember, next week is our last episode of 2021 and we're going to close it out in style. I hope to see you back then. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and families. Please remember to spend two minutes to rate this podcast too so we can reach even more people and edtech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.